Welcome back to the Call Up, your go-to podcast on the future stars of Major League Baseball. As always, I'm your host, Aram Layton. I'm a prospect writer and analyst and one of the co-founders of JustBaseball.com. And in today's episode, we have an action-packed one for you. As you know, we have been talking about the trip through the South. I'm finally home. Jack is finally back in Indy. Uh, And we had a blast traveling through what was just so much good baseball in the South. I always want to say the Southern League or Double A South. They change the names all the time, but we went through Double A South and it was so much fun. So, in this episode, you're going to have an interview with Sal Freelich and Joey Weimer. Not only are they the two best prospects in the Brewers system, they are also two of the best outfield prospects in baseball, two guys that are solidly inside of our top 100 list. And we got to see a pretty awesome show from both of them. Joey Weimer hit a monster, monster home run in our first game there. And Sal Freelich, we got to see him do a little bit of everything. Spray the ball all over the field, play great defense, show the speed on the base paths. And talking to these guys was so awesome. You know, Weimer's a guy that has been on the podcast before. And he is absolutely hilarious in the most simple way possible, just with his answers sometimes. And he was exactly that in this interview. Whether it was questions about things he does when he's not on the baseball field to his favorite basketball player of all time, which uh, actually made me laugh out loud. Uh, The Sal Freelich interview, I mean, he is probably one of the most comfortable players I've ever interviewed, meaning that just he was so just laid back, easy conversation. And most players are very, you know, good with the conversing. But South Freelich, you would have thought that he was our friend for 15 years, uh, how comfortable he was, how honest his answers were, and and just how easy the conversation was. So a pair of awesome interviews in this episode that I think you're really going to enjoy. Uh, with Freelich, it's a bit more quiet in the background. Unfortunately, with Weimer, they start ripping some Black Sabbath at the stadium. Uh, we did our best to work with the audio there, uh, and I think it's it's as good as it's going to get there. Uh, I'm sorry if it is a little bit distracting to you, but I don't think it's too bad. And ultimately, uh, Weimer's answers are so funny as we get going that uh, I think you'll be focused on that. Freelick, the interview is nice and quiet, but I think you're going to enjoy both of those conversations. And remember, we have more conversations from this past week coming out during this week and future episodes. Also, Griffin Conan and Zach McCambly on the next episode. We also have the video version of these interviews on our YouTube. You can go check those out at Just Baseball Fans on YouTube. But without further delay, here is our conversation with Joey Weimer and Sal Freelich. So we've got the man himself, Sal Freelich, here who, I mean... It was so fun to watch you play yesterday, even though I I would say you probably, by your standards, have had much better games already this year. 
But what stands out to me is just the way you are so difficult to strike out and how much just you can impact the game in so many different ways. I'm really excited to talk to you about all of that. But first, thanks so much for taking the time to sit with us in the beating hot sun right now in Biloxi, Mississippi before the game. No, thanks for having me. And I love the sun, so it's, it's fine. <laughs> Did you ever think you were ending up in Biloxi, Mississippi? Like, you're a Boston guy. You went to BC. Where do you think the weirdest place you were going to end up was in your mind? I mean, yeah, I knew there was some... Uh weird minor league spots I didn't think Biloxi was was one of them I think it's a lot closer to home than I thought I might be it's not you know I guess I'm still on the east coast ish so uh yeah no not too bad I hear you so you talk about loving the sun how is that adjustment because something we always talk about is we get a lot of questions on guys that grew up in South Florida or like you know I grew up in South Florida it's one never played below 60 degree weather and a lot of guys now they go to the midwest and whatever and it's totally different for you you played you know probably seasonally played three sports I know and uh, how was the adjustment to the heat? Did, was that like better for you? Was that refreshing now playing, you know, in this Southern League that is just hot all the time? Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely like something that I'm like, wow, I, I really don't have to deal with the cold for probably the rest of the year, um, which is nice because in, in the fall up in Boston, I'm used to playing, you know, 30 degree weather and even though our first couple games at home are, are that cold. So um, it's definitely nice to be in the warmth, but at the same time, it's like, all right, you got to hydrate more. <laughs> like there's a lot of stuff that comes with it. So, but I mean, um, no, I don't mind the cold, but obviously I prefer, prefer the warmth, so it's all good. Let's talk BC for a minute, because you were a first-round guy out of a school that is not necessarily known for generating first-round talent, because Boston College is in Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts. It's not in California or Texas or Florida. When did you really understand what kind of professional aspects you could have? Probably not until, I don't know, maybe like two months before the draft, if like, we're being completely honest. Um, I never really knew what sport I wanted to play uh, until my junior year of high school, senior year of high school. Because you were a three-sport guy. Right. I was just playing hockey in the winter, football in the fall. And I had committed to BC for baseball pretty early uh, in between my freshman and sophomore year of high school. Um, but I didn't, didn't really lose aspirations of playing football. That was something I you know, kind of kept in the back pocket. And you know, some opportunities arose my, my junior and senior year. Um, ended up sticking with baseball. But then, um, you know, again, I never really you know, thought past – college um, playing professionally yeah and what, what do you think kind of changed that for you because I, I'd imagine you were always a, a, a great bat to ball guy the speed was probably always there at what point did you realize okay wait this not only could I be a pro guy I could be you know a first round guy like I know you talk about it not till recently before that but what was like the thing that changed on the field for you that made you turn into that kind of caliber of player yeah and I, I think the reason I never thought I was you know going to be this big baseball player past college was because I wasn't running around in high school doing showcases. It was, I was right. over the summer, I was, you know, doing seven on seven football, getting ready for that. Um, in the winter, I wasn't going down south to play baseball, I was playing hockey. So coming into college, there were these big names of kids in my grade, all the freshmen, these top prospects, whatnot. Um, and I remember watching them, playing them, and, and these guys would hit the ball further than me in BP, throw it harder. Um, but I remember, you know, once the game started and, you know, the lights turned on, um, the compete level was something I always had over those guys. Um, just from playing multiple sports in high school. And the one thing I needed to learn more was baseball, baseball IQ, yeah. uh, just growing, um, you know, my skill in the game. And then I think by my junior year, I think I, you know, mastered that way more than when I came in. And that's kind of when I realized, you know, oh, maybe I have a shot of, you know, past, past college. We talk about pitchers a lot, you know, how playing a bunch of other sports kind of helped them, like, yes, maintain their love, but also just maintain, like, their health and oh, their yeah. baseball shelf life. Do you feel like playing other sports really helped you maintain your baseball shelf life? Absolutely. I mean, all the way around. My freshman year of 
of uh, college was the first time I had played just one sport, and yeah. that was kind of the first time I saw it. I remember that fall too. I was a little bummed out. I was like, "Wow, well, first fall, I'm strapping <laughs> up the pads." And you can still watch it though. Yeah, so I, I was able to watch it. Same, same with hockey. Uh, you know, BC is a great hockey school, but um, at the same time, it was like, "Wow, well, I kind of get to focus on one sport year round." And yeah. I was like, "I think there might be way more potential than I ever saw just because I'm focusing on one." Gotcha. So was it like an uptick and maybe impact on the baseball? Was it more consistency? You talk about the instincts, and I feel like with, with a player like yourself you got to watch you play game in, game out for a week to really appreciate what you bring to the table because yeah. there's so many different things. Whereas you talk about the showcase world that we live in, uh, you, you watch a guy take BP, hit a 450-foot bomb, and, and guys are like, let's sign that it's guy. It's all about a number, right? It's, it's all about number. We're chasing metrics and all of that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think we keep talking about it. It's probably the 10th time we mentioned it on this trip. Baseball is cyclical. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I see a lot more guys like you starting to pop up and, and really be valuable to teams. Uh, did you feel like it was one of those things where you had to have people see you play for a while? Or did you feel like your game was starting to shine more in spurts? Because I remember seeing you at Boston College on a couple different occasions, and I'm like, man, that guy's swing plays. But I don't know if that maybe was the way you felt with people taking that away. Yeah, I didn't think it was uh, necessarily like they had to watch me for a week. But I was like, if you come and watch me take BP, like I might swing and miss. Like I might roll over every single ball <laughs> and, you know, BP overhand. Like that just wasn't my thing. And once the game started, though, I think it was kind of easy to be like, that kid sticks out. He's a little different. It's not, you know, yeah. doesn't look like every other guy. Um, and that's kind of what I wanted to carry. Like, I'm not going to strike out. I'm going to be pesky with two strikes. I'm going to be, you know, running down balls, uh, you know, running the bases, going first or third like a football player. Like, that's just, like, I'll do something like that once a game, and I think that was kind of what, like, maybe I'd be able to catch a scout's eye or something like that doing. But, uh, yeah, stuff like that. How much pop you feel like you have? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I have a lot more pop than I think uh, I came in with as a freshman in college, um, and I think that it's still a little untapped in game. Um, you know, I, I think I can put balls out routinely in BP now, and um, I'm still trying to trying to work on that um, without taking away my swing and miss and, and striking out, which has kind of been the biggest thing for me. Because um, you know, if that gets to the point where you know I'm hitting more home runs, but I'm striking out more, not getting on base, it's like that's just not who I am. You're making so. our hearts sing right now. Yeah. <laughs> so that's always what we talk about is is the negotiation of of not compromising who you are as a player and who got you to where you are now, which is being the guy that you are, putting the ball in play, being an athlete, but also knowing that it's a game where you got to add in a little bit more power. Uh, what really impresses me is, is your lower half and your swing and how involved that is. Uh, can you talk about maybe what has helped you tap into more power? Is it physicality? Is it is it moves in your swing? You know, what's ha helped you tap into a bit more juice? Yeah, I mean, nothing really. I think one was just coming into my body. Again, a little undersized guy. So getting to college and, and really getting a, a good weightlifting program there and getting bigger was obviously something I saw um, when I got to college and saw a little bit more power and then kind of just coming into that. But um, swing-wise, not a lot. I mean, my approach is definitely, you know, like when I was in college, was hit the ball on the ground, beat it out, you know, do stuff like that. And I think the power's always been there. I've been hitting the ball hard, but now it's just, all right, maybe not pound the ball into the ground. Let's hit it, you know, on a line. And, you know, when you get under it, and hit it hard, those are the ones that are going to go out. So um, I wouldn't say it's like a mechanical thing. It's more just uh, you know a visionary thing setting my sights a little higher. Allow Brewers fans to picture in like two, three years this outfield of Christian Yelich in left, Sal Freelich in center, Joey Weimer in right. That sounds awesome. And you've got three totally different guys here, right? How do you feel the Brewers' future stacks up in the outfield compared to a lot of other organizations that you see? I mean, you know, it's pretty unreal to think about. Um, and there's obviously stuff I think about all the time, and yeah. as well as the other outfielders that you mentioned. So, um, and 
I think we got a little glimpse of that this uh, spring training. Um, I got me and Joey got to uh, get in some big league games there and kind of pick some minds with those outfielders. And again, there's a lot of growth that needs to happen. Um, um, but you know, you can kind of feel it knocking on the door a little bit, especially with a guy like Joey, who uh, just kind of seems to mash balls wherever he is. So it's definitely really exciting, and it's also really, really fun that there's you know uniqueness in every single one. So it'll be fun to see. Yeah. Talk about the instincts that have gotten better and, and just, just getting more reps out there. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I enjoy watching you patrol the outfield <laughs> and the way you're able to run down baseballs and stuff. How have you felt out there? Because, again, you get to double A, these guys hit the ball yeah. hard. It comes off yeah. differently. Yeah. Uh, not to take away from ACC ball, that's good ball, but, like, the ball comes off differently, oh, yeah. as you see from, like, guys like Joey Weimer. How have you felt out there defensively? I think it's been really impressive to see, but, you know, I guess from, from inside your head. Yeah, I mean, my first year playing outfield was – Opening day, my, my freshman year of, of college, I was an infielder all high school wow. and kind of came in as an athlete, so I'll play anywhere. So for, since then, I've kind of still been learning the outfield. It's year four for me now, and um, I kind of carried that football hockey mentality in the outfield. Like, I'm going to play shallow. I'm going to challenge you to hit over my head. I'm going to take away every, every bloop that my pitcher gives up because no one likes those. And yeah. um, I think each year I've realized that guys can hit over your head more consistently <laughs> than college. So that kind of has made me take a few steps back, really study people's swings more at the plate during their at-bats to position myself and not just stand in the same spot every time. So, again, all that stuff is kind of coming together for me a little bit, but still learning. Last one for me. Uh, who were your favorite athletes growing up? Football, hockey, baseball? Oh, yes. I had a lot. So, uh, I mean, baseball was was always Dustin Pedroia, just an undersized guy. Good. Uh, being up north. And then um, Julian Edelman, another one, undersized guy. <laughs> yeah. You guys probably could have guessed that. Yeah. And then... My all-time favorite hockey player is Sidney Crosby. So, uh, okay. growing up, that was my that was my favorite hockey player. Sweet, that's a good trio. Yeah, yeah, that that is a good trio. I love that question. I was I was gonna get ready for that one if you didn't ask it. That was great. So, I guess now on on your side of things, my last question is, you know, I think Brewers fans are are, are I'm seeing them get very excited about the farm system. I'm seeing them keep tabs on on guys like yourself, Joey, and, and any of the other top prospects. That's what's cool about baseball. You know, for those that may not be as familiar with the recent first round pick here, you know. What are Brewers fans, what can they expect from somebody like you on the baseball field now and when you get to the big league level? Yeah, yeah again, I think it's kind of just, uh, you know, I'm an old school player. Uh, I don't like striking out, putting the ball in play, um, using my legs to make plays happen. Um, I think that those days I'm struggling at the plate, I'll make a play in the field. And those days I struggle in the field, I'll make a play at the plate. So there's always something I think exciting you'll see me do in a baseball field, um, even if it looks stupid. But uh <laughs> Yeah, I'm hoping to bring some excitement back to the game. Sal Freelick of the Biloxi Shuckers and the Milwaukee Brewers. Thank you so Thanks, much, guys. man. Thank you, man. Thank you. So we've got Joey Weimer now in person, uh, as some may, may know, if that listened to the call-up. They got the full hour interview with you. Got a lot of great feedback on that. And now we got to see you homer yesterday yeah. and see you take an insane VP round today, which was a ton of fun. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, this is my first time interacting with you. I'm a Midwest guy. I work in Indianapolis right now, so I got to ask you a couple of questions just to get it out of the way. Um, give me a letter grade on Skyline Chili. A plus. A plus. <laughs> a plus. Okay. How about the, how about Montgomery and Riff? Oh, uh, I don't know. You don't know? You don't have an answer to that? Okay. A plus. Why Skyline Chili? A plus. I think it's like a D minus. Wow. I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry, dude. That's all right. That's all right. Oh. 
<laughs> just got a fly coming into. We've got Black Sabbath rocking here. Yeah. We got a little bit of everything. But uh, I want to talk about the season so far because I mean, we know what you did last year. We've talked about it on the podcast. But you know, getting acclimated to, to this level, it's arms every single day. Right? Yeah. Like, you do not get a day off in this Double A South League. Yeah. Uh, you get acclimated. Now you're red hot. Can you talk a little bit about the acclimation process to this league? Because, again, there is no day off. Yeah, no, it's tough. Um, there's not many arms where you're like, hey, I want to go hit against that guy again. Um, so it, it's just trying to figure out like what they're doing yet. And then just adjust and beat them at their own plan. So just just day by day figuring out each guy what they want to do to you. And without giving away too much, you know, have you seen any change in how they want to attack you at double A? Because, again, I mean – yeah. They know that you can beat them on one yeah. swing of the bat. You did it yesterday. You know, have we seen any adjustment in, like at the double-A level on how guys are pitching you? Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, again, not giving the secrets away. Um, but very different. Very than, different. Than so you would say very different. Yeah. Because yeah. one thing that, that a couple of my buddies in double-A told me in conversations I've had is that at this level, they pitch more to your weakness, perceived yeah, weaknesses yeah, yeah. rather than their mm. strengths. Yeah. Would yeah. you say that's true? 100%. Um, and that was one thing, like – Again, we had talked about like sticking with you know what I do best and all that, and now like they're they're poking for holes more, so kind of having to adjust to what they're doing is like if, if I'm trying to stay middle way and I'm getting like, they're standing on me, I'm just gonna roll it short. So kind of just getting getting acclimated with what they're trying to do and just going against it. A lot of guys will have a plan of attack going into a game. Do you yeah. feel like at this level, at a high level of pitching and hitting that we see in the Southern League, like guys are adjusting from at-bat to at-bat too? Oh, it's pitch to pitch. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, like like I said, just knowing what they're going to do and beating them at it. That's it. So, the BP was fun to watch in terms of just seeing what you, what you launch and how far you launch it, you know, pull side, dead center, wherever it may be. But what's interesting is, is kind of seeing your progressions through BP. Can you take us through a little bit of what, you know, what you're working on? I see you between rounds, walking around, you know, focusing on certain moves, yeah. little things like that. You know, what do you, what do you, what is your progression in, in the cage or right. at least in the turtle? My biggest thing in, like in getting loose is just finding the barrel one and then just direction. So like not getting full happy, not spinning off the ball, just trying to stay up the middle with it and then catch it out front. Just going to go to the left. So. It's a blast to watch you take DP. It's a blast to watch you as soon as you step in the on-deck circle, too. And I feel like if I tried to imitate Joey Weimer through the course of a night, I would be sore as hell the next day. <laughs> no, I'm like, sorry. Really. <laughs> how, how much of an emphasis do you place on flexibility? Um, A good amount. Like, I care about, like, my lifting more than I care about mobility. But at the same time, like, it's, it's not something I ignore. Yeah, gotcha. So the other thing I wanted to ask you, too, is on, on on the speed side of things. Again, we've talked about this. I think it's one of the most underrated aspects of your game. You, you beat out a ball. I don't know. Did they give you a hit on that, on, on the uh, the ball you beat uh, out to third base? Air. Air. Really? Yeah. Uh, life goes on. Right. Life goes <laughs> yeah. on. But you beat it out. You know, it ended up being another situation where, you know, Jack hadn't seen, you know, neither of I really have seen you, like, really kick it in here in person. Yeah. And... I mean, we were both looked at each other and were like, this guy can move. Yeah. You're probably still second. I thought you were safe. We don't need to get into yeah, that. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that one. I, we yeah. don't need to talk about no. that one, but I yeah. saw your reaction, and you're yeah. not very reactionary. So I was like, I'll trust Joey. He was safe yeah. here. Stolen bases continue to be a part of your game. How has that been at the double-A level, though? Catchers obviously better as well. Have you had any more challenges in that regard to trying to swipe bags? Because I know that's a, a wrinkle in your game you like. Yeah. Um. I'd say it's easier but harder at the same time. Like, catchers have been better putting the ball in the bag, getting it out quicker. Um, but I feel like a lot of the times here, pitchers haven't been as concerned with base runners. So, like, 
higher times to the plate. So it like it balances out, but I think I'm a little more comfortable on the bags here with pitchers being a little more lax days going calling guys yeah. up. Yeah. Interesting. You feel like some of that has to do with the pitch clock? Um yeah, like to an extent, but at the same time, like I feel like development here, like guys don't want to lose like any of their stuff. Right. So they're more concerned about their stuff versus holding a baser. That makes sense. Hey, I'm curious about your day-to-day. Um, how is your day-to-day from, you know, obviously college baseball is totally different, but last year in pro ball compared to this year in pro ball, what have you picked up? Like when you wake up in the morning, is there anything that you've kind of decided to do differently this year than you did last year? Uh, baseball stays at the field. Like I go home, I don't think about baseball. Either. That's awesome. So yeah, that's, that's the biggest like thing for me mentally. Like, well, what what do you think, man? Like, what's what's your fun on? I play, I play Minecraft and watch Family Guy. See, that's that's. I was hoping for an yeah, answer like, like nothing, that. Yeah, just no baseball. No baseball. Keep it here. That's yeah. awesome. Last year, do you feel like you were going back and thinking about the, the ABs and all that? More than I more than I do now. Still, yeah. like not much, but like definitely now when I go home, like it is turned off. Yeah. Was yeah. there like a tipping point that that you had where you, you realized? I need, did someone recommend that? Did you talk to somebody? Like, what made you realize? Hey, I need to kind of leave this at the field yeah. and, and really like put my foot down with this. One thing to say it; it's another thing to actually partake yeah. in it and yeah. do it. Right. I feel like once I got the pro ball, I've been like really good with it. But this year, like especially, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say there was like a specific tipping point or like when it happened, but just going home and relaxing. And one other question I have on, on the pitching side, you know, I don't, again, we don't want to give away tidbits, but just yeah. in terms of pitchers as a whole, when you're watching other guys hit, you know, when you're watching your teammates hit, what's the biggest change or, or even your own teammates pitch? Yeah. What's the biggest change you've seen in, in what pitchers are able to do at this level yeah. versus, you know, at the high A level? Yeah. Um, it's just a mix of like really good stuff with command. So like there used to be a lot of guys like really good stuff, minimal command or really good command, minimal stuff. Like here it's, it's both. Like, 9% of the time, it's both. So, like, they're pitching you to a plan with their stuff. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. And, and that's that's the biggest challenge, right? A guy that has yeah. the stuff that can also locate yeah. it. We're seeing Double going. A South. Yeah. We talked about it before we started recording. There's not really a day off. I mean, no, and, and that's not. that's the biggest challenge. And you look at organizations like the Rays, and you know, these are some forward-thinking orgs right. that have guys that, oh, yeah. you're like, where do they find these dudes yeah. that are pumping 98? Yeah. Yeah. And With 25 inches of ride. Yes, right. yeah. yes. How how much do you see like a change? Because now it's like six game spurts, oftentimes against different teams. How much do you see a change in pitching philosophy from org to org? Like, do you see like, oh yeah, that's a classic Rays guy? Oh, yeah, or is that more on the fan side of things that people think that? No, it's night and day. Like, there are definite like playing these guys. Like, ninety five percent of their arms are going to be spin like not spin rate, but ride guys up, bullet slider. Like, that's just their prototype. And, like, it's, it's good. It works. It works. It works. Yes. Right. Yeah. And then you play another, another team, they're going to be a lot of sinker guys and big curveballs. Like, it just – it's my order. Like, I'd say 100%. What about some of the hitters that you've been around? I mean, like, we just talked to Sal Freelick a couple hours ago. I mean, you mentioned the idea of a future Brewers outfield of you, Sal, and Yelly, right, from left to right. But, I, I mean, just the guys that you've been around offensively and then seeing other guys in this league offensively, how good is this league? good <laughs> yeah um that's putting it short but a lot of talent um a lot of fun to be a part of and just you know see guys like it, it's fun yeah personal goals for this year do you have like a certain stat None. you need to hit no 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 number goals like, we had talked about that last yeah. time like just showing up and playing hard every day because yeah. like, if i set number goals i'm gonna go home and think about 
uh, shit, I got to hit a, you know, a homer today or a steel bag today, like, just go out and play. So to that point, how often are you actually, uh, how aware are you of your statistics? I mean, I'd be lying if I said look. Like, everyone looks. They're on the um, big board out there. Yeah, yeah. like, I, I kind of have to look 90% of the time. Um, like, I, I know it's going well, um, but at the same time, like, it doesn't matter right now. Like, yesterday so, doesn't matter today. Absolutely. And on the defensive side of things, where, you know, you can't really keep track of it metrically, and it's yeah. more just, you know, how you're feeling and, yeah. you know, how things look. Uh, you can play center. We've talked about that. You feel like you can you can get it done in center. Yeah. You obviously play in a lot of the corner too. You know, how do you feel so far in the outfield? And I, I, we asked the same thing to Sal. The reads because guys are hitting the ball harder at this level yeah. too. How have the reads been out there for you and getting to that feeling? Now? Yeah, I mean my reads have been fine. Um, there, there's some plays I should have made so far that you know I'm a little upset about, but nothing that I'm gonna lose sleep over. Um, so I, I feel like I got some tight enough to do on right right now. Um, never been concerned about defense, but. Yeah, it, I'm not playing to the to the part where I want right now. Yeah. Last thing for me, I mean, is there any anything like physically, personally that you feel like you want to hit this year? I mean, you said you place a big emphasis on on your lifting program and things like yeah. that. Like, are, is there a certain like, you know, obviously no statistical numbers, but yeah. like, is there a certain weight that you want to hit? Um. Yeah. So I like to hover around like 225. Okay. Um, bulk up in the off season like 238 ish. Just felt slower, like lost a step. Yeah, so good. like. Just trying to get as strong as possible around like 225, 230 as possible. So, probably, probably that number. Gotcha. It's like when you ever play like 2K and you're building like the yeah. high player. And lose if the you want to add the guy stronger, yeah. you lose the weight. So, is it is it that like, I mean, that's obviously very specific. Yeah. But do, do you see that being a thing where, you know, you're adding that physicality. You definitely feel yourself yeah. moving a bit slower. Uh -huh. But you can really shed it and feel like you're picking that speed up again. Yeah. yeah. That's like, outrageous. Yeah, it's just. I wish I could have the, any control over works. anything yeah. I can do. Yeah. yeah. But see, I get. I get stronger. I still can't do anything. So that's the difference. So, but one of the last questions from for me uh, is, when you're going right at the plate. And again, we don't want to give away too much, but yeah. you know, it's amazing to me how you can repeat your moves yeah. because they are very unique moves. But yeah. you repeat them a ton. Is that from what you're doing before the game? Is that from what you're you're able to do athletically? Like, yeah. what do you attribute your ability to repeat such difficult moves so well? What do you attribute that to? Honestly, I'm gonna go like. Just playing multiple sports like in high school, like just, just like growing, up, right, growing up and being athletic. Like, I mean, that's one kid. My kid wants to play sports. Like, he's not just playing baseball. Like, and that's not like wanting him to do something different. Like, just the overall, like, you gain so much for, like from a football or from basketball. So, like, just that athleticism you gain, like, it's huge. And what was your favorite sport growing up? Football. Football. We did the same thing with Sal. So now I'm going to steal this question that Jack yeah. asked Sal. Favorite athlete from your fa three favorite sports then? Each each sport. Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford, Stafford. football. What about? Yeah. Uh, and then what were your other baseball? Uh, and then what was your third third sport that you played? Or were you just basketball. football baseball? Basketball. Okay. So give me the yeah. basketball guy then too, and um, then baseball. I love Greg Monroe. That's gonna be a crazy one. Yeah, it's gonna be a crazy hilarious. one. But loved watching. Yeah, Dude. loved watching him play. Um, baseball. But yeah. Hundred Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. we sense. talked about yeah. that. Was that always that way, or was that as more as you started to get those comparisons? No, it was always like just watching him be unorthodox, athletic, incredible hitter, not doing it like to a stock way. Like just fun to watch. And I'm sorry, I got one more. Yeah, that's fine. I always notice, and this is a thing, you know, I, we're listening to, uh, you know, even like Trey Young on JJ Reddick's podcast talk yeah. about how, you know, does it get old hearing that, you know, you're, you're shorter than the average player? Like, does it get old hearing that you play unconventionally? 
Like we talked about how yeah. people like to critique your swing, and yeah. they're also critiquing Mike Trout's swing on right. Twitter, not realizing it's Mike Trout. Yeah. Like you're out here putting up results, and, and I'm not trying to like you know create this this thing, but this, how old does it get sometimes when you're just hearing you know oh this guy plays differently, this guy plays yeah. on the yeah. edge, he like, looks wacky, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. But like you're out here hitting nukes yeah. every every Sky's day. Blue. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. No. It. it I don't get tired of it. Like, it's it's funny. Like, I was going to say, yeah, do you, like do you people, feel like you people, almost lean into it? Yeah, like, people crack you Yeah, I do. I, okay. Like, <laughs> what, 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 what am I supposed to say to him? Like, you got me. Let you me got, play more. Yeah. I, I, I play weird. And, yeah, so. I no, love it. It's, it's, it's funny. So, uh, the last thing I want to ask you is, is just, you know, what do people, what can people expect? We just asked this out to, you know, what, what do Brewers fans that may not follow the minor leagues as much. And, and I can tell you that they're following you because I tweeted your home run yesterday and boom, yeah. all the Brewers fans caught it and running. They were amped up. And I even saw a few memes with like you Photoshopped on other funny things. You know, what what can Brewers fans expect from you other than, you know, playing hard and, and, and the unusual aspect of your game? But, you know, what can Brewers fans expect from Joey Weimer? Yeah, I mean, you took my answer. Um, <laughs> like, I, I'm not going to promise any numbers or anything yeah, crazy. Like, I, I'm going to show up and play hard every day. Like, that's... That's who I am. That's how I play. That's what I do. Like, I'm gonna go out there and try. <laughs> yeah, so appreciate it. No, I don't think so, Joey. That was awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. Man. Appreciate. Thanks so much for the time, man. I always yeah. enjoy talking to you. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. You hear that, kids? All you got to do is watch Family Guy and uh, play Minecraft, and you can hit the ball as far as Joey Weimer. Now, I mean, Joey Weimer is one of the most unique guys I've talked to in the minor leagues in the best way possible. So kind, so cool, and uh, honest, and just wonderfully candid. So uh, it was a really fun interview with him. And then, of course, I talk about Sal Freelich and just how much of a gamer he is. His personality exactly suits who he is on the field, which is just that guy that will do it all and also not be afraid of anything out there on the field and go hard nose, balls to the wall. Uh, that's the way that he is. So I really hope you enjoyed this interview. A reminder that you can also look forward to Zach McCambly and Griffin Conine. Really insightful discussions with them. Two really good baseball minds in terms of the intricacies of hitting and the intricacies of pitching coming up in future episodes. Also, I have my full written report on... All of the notable prospects from this trip coming out on Wednesday. That'll be the 1st of June. So check out on JustBaseball.com the written reports on many of the prospects we saw from the Montgomery Biscuits to the Biloxi Shuckers to the Pensacola Buwahus to the Mississippi Braves. All of the players who stuck out and updated reports on those guys as well. As always, thank you for listening. Look forward to talking prospects with you tomorrow. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.